Yeah, yo, yo, yo. You're live on Beat People Podcast, episode 62. I got my man Fess. Fess is in the house. Good to see you, bro. It's good to see you too, man. Yeah. Good to see you too. Good to see anybody in these (laughs) times. These times, right, right. That's why I've been doing more of these, man, because I just want to kind of, you know, give creatives and put more content and uh, give creatives a little something else to, because everywhere you look, there's something everything really is about the whole quarantine and, and everything. So yeah, we're we going to get on something else right here. Oh, it's all good, man. That's life. Yo, if the baby's in the back, but Hey, you know what I want to talk about since the day is four, four day. Uh, so uh, for y'all that don't know, no, 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 no. I got my four, four on the side here. I'll put the camera on it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it going straight. Like uh like a, like a radio shock jock. Oh You are tuned in to Beat People Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Um, but yo, so this is four four day. Uh uh, we were talking about the four four, then the three oh three. And I was telling you about the Volve compressor, so yeah, I want to pull up the Volt compressor to show you. Oh, word. Tight. Because I yes. think it's, I think it's, uh, well, I'm going to just pull up the website, though, but. Uh, I forgot you had all of that connected already. I'm over here on my tablet. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't got these uh, quick uh, connections. Yeah, yeah, I'm going I'm to show it like this. So, boom. And then let me share. Oh, we got D still. Shout out to DBIC too. I don't. I don't know. Yo, yo. Whoa, what's good, bro? What's going on, man? How are you? Good, man. I'm. I'm as good as I could be under circumstances. How are I know, you? I, I feel you, man. I really wish I had a haircut right now. Oh, same, same. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could have shaved and you know tried to look fly, but it's Saturday. Nah, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta check this out. You putting me and everybody on? Oh, that's that's the Volt joint. I got the whole suite, man. I love them joints. Man, I'm sweet. Yeah, yeah. D still put me up on this because uh. I was talking about the 303 vinyl sim and talking about uh, you know the whole SP series and and these dudes basically designed this joint based on the 303. And mm. uh, I don't know what they got pop ups and stuff happening over here. Let's let's not do that. Man. Yeah, so full compressor. It's a really dope joint. And I mean it's not only a compressor, but it's like a vinyl sim. It's a, a bit reducer. It really has a vibe. Are you talking about Lossy? That's what you're looking for? Uh, no, not Lossy, but this joint, the Volt compressor, because it's it oh, was yeah. yeah, but Lossy is dope too, and I still haven't got it yet, but I've seen some some uses of it. But um, yeah, this is a really dope joint if you kind of want that three hundred three vibe or SP sort of vibe of the compressor and all that vinyl sound. That's dope. Hey Corey, I'm gonna go grab some water. I'll be right back. Cool, cool. So yeah, uh, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, it's all good, D. It's all good. I'm just grabbing uh, some water really quick. Cool. And so Ken's going to be jumping on soon. Hey, what's up to everybody in the chat? Just wanted to say what's up. Happy 404 day. Um, for those that join late, we're doing 404. 
we out here doing all kinds of effects and such. <laughs> so this is a four four day, and um, Ken's gonna be joining soon. And actually, I want to talk about somebody else is gonna be joining the show. Let me uh, pull up uh, his credentials. He is um, Dr. Elliot Gann, Executive Director of Today's Future Sound. So uh, he's Executive di- Director of Today's Future Sound. It's all about beat making and mm. he's doing like a global beat cipher that uh, this evening, I think it's part four or five. So he'll jump on for like five or 10 minutes today. He's going to talk about the global beat cipher and I think that that's just, you know, just dope stuff. You know, I think the whole thing is like kind of teaching kids about beat making and, and relating to kids through beat making and all this kind of stuff. So uh, it'd be interesting to have him on and kind of talk about that stuff, too. So uh, don't don't be alarmed when somebody that we haven't uh, seen on the show before pops in. <laughs> like him. Kenneth. <laughs> I'm not here. Oh, you're not here yet? OK, cool. I'm back. Word. So, yo, we got Fess, we got D Still, we got Ken. So, uh, Fess, what you been up to lately? I want to talk to you about uh, uh, Reverb. Yes, sir, man. Um, Man, that was like a blessing that fell out the sky. Uh, So, for those that don't know, I'm in Chicago. I'm Chicago-based. and like four years ago, I started this electronic music night called Open Beats. It's actually like an open mic for like um, electronic music sets. Like we literally do uh, like walk up with your gear, first come, first serve. That's dope. Like a 15, 20 minute beat set. And then we like feature two to three, sometimes four um, artists every night. So we do this like every month been doing it for like four years now and um that has gained a decent amount of traction in chicago and like the beat scene and the electronic music scene um local publications kind of wrote about it and stuff and reverb is based in chicago so uh in their own words that's how they found me and what i was doing um was from open beats and uh i had attempted to start my own or at least like a series um with open beats uh mm-hmm. just, just kind of like going to like uh different cat spots and like seeing how they work and whatnot it's only able to do a pilot video and then you know life just hit me and got crazy but uh regardless of which they reached out for me ever since doing all that and i was like perfect this is what i've been trying to do anyway just haven't really had the um main platform and video know-how to like really do it the right way. So I'm really blessed with that opportunity to be able to share my knowledge on um, not just like beat making stuff, but like just the electronic music process in general. Like, so I'm looking forward to working with them in the future and getting more deeper in the um, aspects of, uh, of like just all electronic aspects, but obviously with the focus on like beat making and like hip hop yeah. style production and and whatnot. So that's dope, man. That's really dope. Yeah, I saw um uh I saw it on Reverb you were doing, and, and I was like, damn, that's dope. Fess is doing some some beat making stuff for for Reverb, and I think that's fitting. Both in Chicago, it just it all makes sense. And and you know, you've been doing the the open beats thing, which by the way. 
the next time, whenever we get a chance to go outside, if I, can, if I get a chance to go back home to Chicago, I want to make sure that I schedule it in a way where I can come through For sure. and do a beat we, set. So we go, we go every third Friday of the month. That's mm-hmm. dope. That's dope. That's really, really dope. Yeah, really dope. Do you live stream it? Um. So, man. The spot that we're at doesn't have the greatest uh, internet to, yeah. to to like make it, um, you know, worth it. Mm-hmm. But we are really active on on our Instagram uh, every night. So oh, man, that's that's actually just like making excuses. Like I need to, especially no, not, not necessarily. I mean, if the signal ain't right, the signal ain't right. No, but still, <laughs> like you know, we in twenty twenty now, man. After this, we can take advantage of. Uh, like the new networks and stuff that's 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 being put up in place of all of us being outside right now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, no um, doubt. So let me let me yeah, also looking, ask you too. When it, yeah, go for it. No, I was just saying, like, I'm looking to start doing more of that and like expanding because it's definitely ha- taking on life of its own within Chicago, and um, I want I want to start sharing that worldwide if possible. So. Word, yeah, I think it. I think that's something that should be, man, should be shared. Um, that's the kind of stuff that, I mean, it builds community, and that's the kind of stuff that people look forward to. You'll see that kind of stuff popping up, and I actually dig the fact that back in the day there used to be open mics and ciphers for MCs. Yeah, and and you know, but it was comedy was, too. Yeah, comedy too, right? No, I mean, yeah. oh, oh, the, the ciphers were comedy. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And and now I, I like the fact that there's beat there's equivalent to those things for beat makers and stuff. Yeah. But so what are you seeing out there? Like, did, have you seen a shift? Because I know you've gotten into modular what in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And have you seen a shift in what type of stuff people are bringing to do the open beats? Um, um yeah. So full front and and center and fitting for the day that we're doing this right now. There are cats that come out with like just four fours, like out the woodworks, dude. Like I swear, mm-hmm. it was one night, cat a cat's mom came through and she pulled out a four four. Out of her <laughs> so it was just like, like it was just like one night. It was just like four four after four four. That's and that's beautiful, man, because like everybody uses it. Four four is like Ableton. Everybody uses it like differently and kind of like fitting for their own personal um, use. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and. uh like the cats that really come through and like use it in like a um like a like a highly like skilled different way is like really noticeable you know what i mean yeah. like dudes that like do all their chops yeah. in there and whatnot so um shout out to my homie billy the kid i don't know if he's watching but he is like in my opinion like one of the best 404 users out here or at least that that shows up the open beats and rocks with it it's just like consistent with it you know what i mean um like really makes that thing like an instrument, something that I didn't have the patience for. Like I had a 404 for probably like two years. And after a while, I just kind of like moved on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I can like get this done in different ways, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it has been a shift. Like uh, I said, I'll let to say too, that obviously the 404 is in like our logo too. So yeah, but okay. um, it, it has been a shift. Uh, I've, I've sort of uh, ushered in that shift with going modular because I started, you know, hanging out more with the modular heads out here, if you will. 
um, just going to like noise and ambient shows, drone shows and whatnot. Um, so there was like, after like maybe a year or two of doing this, I realized like that I didn't want to, I didn't want this to just be like pigeonholed and just, um, one subgenre of electronic music. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I wanted this to encompass all electronic music. Um, so quickly after I got into the, in the, in the modular and synthesis and whatnot, I, uh, started booking those acts, you know, to kind of like bridge the gap a little bit. And yeah, now open it's like, things up. yeah, and now it's definitely like, like it's fully open. Like, uh, we got noise cats to come through. We got modular cats that come through. We got just all sorts of exper experimental electronic acts, and then a backbone of you know your meat and potatoes, mob bap, if you will, boom bap, lo-fi mm -hmm. type sound, house sounds. Mm -hmm. um, so, but that is really. I, yeah, and I will say, because I am a DJ primarily, that is like where we kind of draw the line. Like, cats aren't really coming through and just DJing other people's music. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, you know, it is always great when we got more like up tempo vibes in there as well to kind of like get the place rocking. Because it, it's a Friday night in like a pretty happy neighborhood in Chicago. So, um, we was blessed to get to get this in the neighborhood that we got it at the venue that we got it at right. on a Friday, you know, like most yeah. people want to go out and just hear top 40 and get messed up all night, you know? So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really dope, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was, uh, but see you, you've been doing it for a few years too. So it probably was, you did it at the right time and, you know, and then I'm pretty certain at, at a certain point, too, you all got a write-up in, was it the Sun-Times or the Tribune? It was a uh, Chicago Reader. Okay, it was the Reader, which yeah. obviously is the kind of cooler paper anyway. It's the people's right. paper. Yeah, it, really, it really is, man. Really <laughs> you know. shout, out, shout out to the Reader. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, also, dude, like, I can't, I can't even... Uh, I can't even continue to talk about this like, like we really started something here without shouting out Push Beats. Because mm -hmm. that's where... I um, got introduced to the possibilities of doing live beats. And at the time, when I got introduced to that, I was still DJing. I was also rapping, MCing and stuff. So I like, mm -hmm. I just, that was when Push Beats started their thing and I got hip to them back in like 2009, 2010. I was just like, whoa. And then I started learned out learned about um, Low End Theory out in LA. And like, yeah. Um, that's where it kind of, all started for me um and then uh through the virtue of just really cool venues closing in chicago due to gentrification and whatnot um push beach just kind of got pushed around for lack of a better term uh so about yeah about four years ago when i when i got the opportunity to do open beats mm -hmm. it was literally like I, I wanted to go to these dudes and be like you know just kind of just bridging the gap here you know, not really trying to take over any scene or like build another crew or whatever. Because that's commendable. That's commendable, yeah, really. But, but you know how you know how heads are, man. In the beginning, like cats thought that like this this whole night was like another beat crew, if you will. And it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is like this is for everybody to come to. So you you had to really go and make some effort to let it be known that this is about community. Yeah, it's exactly. not about me kind of stake my claim to then have my own fiefdom. Yeah, because there's because there's enough there's enough exclusivity in like 
the nightlife scene, especially here already. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I'm I'm a DJ. I I I know this. Um, so it was uh, it was my intention to go to a complete opposite of that, and it's just like worked out, man. Like we uh, we only really have the time to do like maybe eight to like nine open sets a night because they're about 15 minutes each and then like the switch over and whatnot and those those slots fill up like well before i even get there we start at 9 p.m sharp i get there at like i have to get there at like 8 p.m now i used to get there at 8 30 and there'll be like 15 cats there and i have to like turn away half of them you know oh, what wow. i mean and then like so now i get <laughs> wow. there. so now it's I a good problem there. to have though yeah it is so now i get there at about eight and it's usually still already half the cats there already. And then, like I said, we're always featuring artists too towards the like um, prime time of the night. So it's, uh, yeah, man, it's like definitely taking a life on its own. Like one night, uh, this guy from Turkey that just moved here, he was just like, man, I just moved here. I just Googled low in theory in Chicago and then open beats popped up. And I was like, man, that is beautiful. It's huge. <laughs> so, um, yeah it's it's great it's um it's helped me too because i mean aside from also trying to build a community thing i was also wanting to have my own platform to um like try out my my beat sets you know Mm -hmm. um and the spot that we do it at cafe mustache it's like it's a uh it's a cafe and then it's a bar uh venue at night but because it's like a cafe it has like a real like homey almost living room type vibe to it yeah so um i don't even know their capacity but it's like not really that big but basically it's like the environment is definitely a good spot to like try out stuff too yeah um i've been like blessed with uh decent live show opportunities and whatnot over the years as well so it's always good to like kind of have a spot to just go try out some stuff you know what i mean before i like take it to like a bigger stage a bigger bigger sound system and whatnot that's what's up that's actually real dope man um and you know i was real uh excited because you know talking to aaron and stuff over the last couple years i was excited to see that sort of i don't want to say shift but sort of inclusion of of mod bap and modular music in general you know what i mean like it, it, so that's been dope too to, to yeah, that's how i met Aaron. That way. that's that's how i met Aaron. i've met i've probably met so many uh music making friends through open beats that i've never even known before they and they came through and that's exactly how i met Aaron. i don't even know how you found out about it that's he the key, community right yeah. there. We, we found out because you were performing and he was with you live on Marco Polo showing us you performing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's true. And then that day he was telling me, because me being from Chicago, he was meeting people in the crowd. He was like, hey, this dude say he know you. Or that dude say he know you. Or this dude say he know you. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, you Corey, like, I remember I, I met you through Radius. And mm-hmm. like Knobcon, but like low Wait, key, bro. Like, Radius, the producer, yeah, yeah, Radius. That's my guy. That's Dread every time, yeah, yeah. Dreadlock Radius. Yep, oh snap, that yeah. wow, that's so that's just just so just so y'all know, I mean, like I'm I'm on Radius's label, full disclosure, etc. Records, etc. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but no, uh, Corey, low key, man, I was hip to b boy tech report, like 
years ago, back when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. you know, I was I was rhyming and hanging out with B boys, and like they're like, "Yo, this is the site to go to," and I'm like, "All right, bet." <laughs> <laughs> Represent. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So I I definitely remember that, like in the early 2000s, with your website and whatnot, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, like, you had just moved, and I, I just wasn't even hip to what you were still doing until, I, um, what was that, like 2015, 2016? Mm-hmm. I saw you at NopCon? Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. And, and it's weird, man. I, somehow, I managed to keep close to the, to the scene in Chicago, just because that's where I come from. Mm-hmm. But I don't get there as often as, as I'd like. But somehow I managed to keep close to the scene in Chicago because of people like Radius and people like, mm-hmm. you know, the 80s babies and so forth yeah. and so on. And now through you and Open Beats and through Aaron being there. So, yeah, it's dope, man. It's it's community no matter what. And I, I'm happy to say that that community is expanding um, even further around. Um, but, yeah, uh, the other thing, there's something else I was going to say about Aaron. Oh, you know, Aaron went to Open Beats to do a set because he, he did that's, he was, that's how i met him that's how you met him and he was getting yeah. ready to do a mod bap set at a conference with us <laughs> like wow. he was like i gotta go practice my set <laughs> and then he came like, telling us about open beats and stuff so i i remember that night because the night was like you know every not every night's perfect and this is probably mm-hmm. like uh, maybe about a year or two ago so the night was all right but he came through and i'm a gearhead so he came through and when i'm like you know what? What do you got to play? He's like an octa track and a um and the uh, a make noise no coast. And I'm like, oh word, <laughs> like, let's, get it. let's get it. You know, I mean, this is like my first time meeting this dude, so I didn't like. He could have, you know, we we get a lot of cats that show up too. That I I don't really encourage this, but we get a lot of cats that show up just wanting to like play pre made beats off of like their phone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't really encourage that. It's definitely like a performance aspect. Yeah. So. Needless to say, that was refreshing that, you know, he came through with some gear. And also, too, he was selling the seven inches that he cut. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just like, so that whole night, I'm just like, wow, who is this guy? <laughs> he just shows up yeah. fully clad and bad. Like, what yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, shout out to Aaron, man, because uh, as a good brother, man, he uh, he's helped me, too, in my, my journey with Modular. Um you know, like a lot. So, yeah, yeah, that's dope, and and that's what it's all about, man. Community, community, community. So, yeah, and um, yeah. At some point, like I said, we're gonna get uh, uh, my man from today's Future Sound on here and even talk about his his stuff and what he's doing with this global beat cipher. I think that's really dope. Uh, just beat ciphers in in general is dope. But uh, yeah, I just want to say again, happy four full day. To all Happy the people's out there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. It is. So, the 404, they doing documentaries and all sorts of stuff on the 404 nowadays. R.I.P. Ross That's G. Wild. Yep. Yeah, R.I.P. Ross G. R.I.P. Ross G. G, 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 yeah, I got some crazy routing going on over here. Um, but yeah, what's so D? What's up with you, man? What you got going on today? I am um, I'm practicing my bass most of the day today, um, and and creating samples. 
Dope. That's that's what the whole day is, you know, is practicing and chopping. And then I'm going to make a probably I might go live tonight. Might. I'm getting tired of myself and other people going live. So I'm kind <laughs> of, yeah, so I'm, I, I might go live uh, and might do a beat set tonight on my SP. I'd love uh, to see that. I was yeah. thinking about doing something similar too, man. I was thinking about just, you know, after the show, put the beats cam up and just do a little little mess around with the force and the 404. Um, yeah, yeah, man. That, that, that's basically it. Being locked up in a crib, I'm uh I'm just forcing myself to how we all get on house arrest and eleven folks out of jail though. <laughs> what kind of mad, mad scientist world is this? Kenneth, what's up with you, man? <laughs> oh man i'm i'm spending this weekend doing i have some Yo, work that i need I'm, to do I can't hear you. Um, ken we can't hear you oh shoot raise your game yeah check one two can you no. hear me all right now no nah, we can't hear you well i what? can hear you yeah i can hear you i can hear you but it's low all right hang on can you hear me now shut up kid <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa there, big guy. Hold on. Let me uh let me check my audio settings. Hold on. Check, check, check. It should be loud. That's crazy. Hey, I think it's better now. Okay, yeah. I don't I don't know what that's yeah. about. I'm not going to stress. I, don't know, I, I still can't hear him. I got on headphones. Really? What oh, about uh what about the people in the chat? Can y'all hear me? Um Yeah, they said they can hear you. They all said they can hear me. Um that's probably because you all need to clean the ears out when the genius talks. No. Uh, <laughs> wow, Ken. Uh, thank Yo, you jo- and good Joe's in the chat using Steele's line. He said Ken needs plugins on his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I fell out when he said that the other day. That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I was I was I was making fun of St. Joe because his voice is so gravelly, I can barely understand him sometimes. He said I need plugins on my voice. But yeah, uh, this weekend is all about, um, I have to do some super secret sampling project. Um, but th- So like, I gotta do that. That's work. But, more importantly, um, man, like I'm doing this. I'm, I'm learning the force. So, I, I, I got a force uh, just the other day. So this is day number two on the on the Akai Force, so I'm learning that. Day number, a, two, day number two, but you got 30 days worth of complaints already. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know you what? Know, I got, I got, I got complaints, but they're not like bad things. Like no, I'm, not, I, I'm actually not. really enjoying it. There, there's a lot of like little workflow things that they can definitely improve. Um, that are, you can tell they're clear choices that they're making. That you're just mm-hmm. like, well, that's a stupid choice, but. They're, it's really cool. Like, I like it a lot. Like, there's a lot to like there. So even though, like, you got to run all the way around the house three times to get into the back door instead of just walking through the front and going out through the back, you know, at least you can do it. You know what I mean? Well, in like, the in the 404's defense, you have to go around your house to get to your modular. So... <laughs> You mean the, the force. You mean the force's defense. Yeah, in the force's defense, you got to yeah. go very far. Well... Nah, it, it's dope though. Like, I'm, I'm really, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I, I made mine battery powered because I'm an idiot, and it's massive. Like, no one should do that. Like, I'm, it's like, let slate. me just be very clear. Slate. No one should do what I did. Like, you, you know how, not. you know how, uh, when, when people do 
those walk paths and in, in like a backyard where they put a slab of concrete and a slab of concrete. <laughs> That's what the force is. And you just yeah. put that on your lap on the couch. Huh? But you know what? It's a slab of concrete. <laughs> and then it's like, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's just, <laughs> it's huge. It, it, it really is a big device. So like I've been working with it, like sitting on the couch, like just trying to learn the interface and, and all that kind of stuff. Get used to the sequencer, the, the basics of it, you know. And because um, a lot of stuff translates over from the MPC, but there's a lot of disconnecting going on, too. And um, but I got to say, like, even though it's very disconnected and there's a lot of weird things like, um, you know, both both things that suck from the MPC and things that are new that are just weird. At the same time, the way that it works is just really fun. And it's it's very like uh, it's it's inspiring to work on. And I like the 64 pad layout because I'm a finger drummer. So I, and I'll, I'll show just because Corey uh, put me onto it really quickly. I was I was messing with chopping slices and I wanted to be able to um, to go from, you know, a chopped a chopped slice that goes to a drum group to rearranging all those chops. And on this, it's like you can do it all within one pad plane layout, you know, like you don't have to have, um, multiple banks doing it like, and, and moving things around and all that. So you've got, you know, I don't know if you guys can even hear that. Um, if it's, if it's on there, but, uh, here, I'll send it like that. That should work. But yeah, so like, so just a basic drum break, but you can rearrange it so fast on this thing. It's, So you're able to rearrange everything so quick and easy on this thing that Good. it's got me really, really hype, you know. And then we could talk about pad sensitivity Dope. if you want to. <laughs> Man, I missed the, I missed all that. I missed all that. <laughs> Basically, I was hey, saying that the I thing is big. Say, though, uh, <laughs> it's big. Uh, <laughs> oh, is the way is this a, is this a uh, commercial for the NPC force? Mm -mm. Yeah, we got, just, you got you on delay now. It's a delay. That's I'd be the worst. Um, I'd be the worst person to do commercials because I'm like, I'm always like, you can get this, but it's got a lot of stuff that sucks, but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's Damn, yo, that's my method of commercials. <laughs> am I right or what? Nah, yeah, you're good. Uh, you're good. Yeah. All right. You know what um, though? Uh, the other thing too about that the 64 pad layout. Um, cause some people may not realize what you got is you got four quadrants, obviously of 16 and it goes a B across the bottom and then starting from left to right CD across the top. Then you can octave down to get to the other four banks. Yeah. So that's, what's cool about it. Cause you actually have the banks, but it's like having the four banks just laid out right in front of you like that. It's pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's dope that you can, um, so like. Being an NPC slash machine guy, like you could always slice to well, not always, but you could slice to a lot more pads. Um, but the difference with like uh, machine, so machine, you could slice to more pads, and then you could use like a keyboard controller to get to them or whatever, or you have to bank up and down and that kind of thing. Um, but with this, it's just all right there in front of you, so it's just it can allow you to work in a slightly more freeing method in that way, like to where you have access to more slices in a musical way, that kind of thing. And like I said, just rearranging things really quickly. Um, that's how I like to work. Cause I like to, I like to use drum breaks a lot. 
Um, but I rearranged the drum breaks and then I finger drum them in differently. So for me, that works really well. How you feel about finger drumming on there though? I don't so, I know. So sensitivity is one thing, but I think about the ergonomics of it is what I'm so really what, trying to get at. And, and we, we had a long conversation um, with Stoney and, and some other friends about this uh, on Marco Polo, but just to kind of give people my, my quick and dirty impression of it is um so the pad size is okay um they're they're a little they're a little thin for for where you want to be but it's definitely finger drummable um the my biggest gripe is the um the dynamic response is not great so meaning going from your softest touch to your hardest touch and then playing in between that um it's not super consistent in the middle range, right? So, like, I can get the, the really light notes, I can get the hard notes, but trying to play consistently in that middle range, um, even with playing with the different settings inside of the pads, um, this is something that um, I'm no stranger to. I, I've, I've worked with multiple companies on creating pad controllers, so, like, this is something that I'm well-versed in, how to set the ranges and all that kind of thing. And I would say that the force is not really well-suited to dynamic range. Um, the sensitivity is just good enough to where finger drumming isn't really a problem on it, but the dynamic response could use a lot of improvement. Um, so I'm hoping that that's something that they could do with a firmware update on it. Um, but it's certainly, like I said, I mean, it's doable. It's... Yeah. So I mean, it's it's certainly like <laughs> he punctuated with. That. <laughs> hey, so hey, I want to I want to answer this question though because I think it's a huge misconception about the force, whether or not it only has eight tracks and channels, and whether or not it could use the MPC software. So, firstly, uh, that is a misconception that it only has eight tracks. It's a misconception that because it only has eight audio tracks that you only have eight tracks of audio or whatever it is. So here's the thing. The Force has, uh, just like if you know the MPC, there's all types of different tracks that you can have on the Force. You can have a CV track, a MIDI track. You can have a plug-in track. You can have a drum kit track that drum kit track is if you know anything about the mpc that's the program so that's basically drum kit is a track that you can load samples into the pads then you can have an audio track uh so you can do any of those five i may be even missing some so it's five or six different track types but audio track you only get eight of them but that doesn't mean that you don't get a, a gang of other sample tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have as many sample tracks as you want. Drum kit tracks is called drum kit tracks. That basically yeah. means that every time you load a drum kit track, then you have 128 pads that you can load audio samples into. That's separate and apart from eight uh, uh, audio tracks. The audio tracks are things that you could just record right into, into the clips, uh, whether that's vocals or anything, just about anything. Uh, you get eight of those, but you still have a ton of other stuff. I've only once in the last year that I've had this thing run into a problem where I'm like, oh, I got more than eight audio tracks. That's only ever happened to me once in a whole year. Um, and, and if you want more than eight audio tracks, get on a computer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, it's like Ableton, Studio One, all these other things handle audio 
really well. Don't don't even try to do that. Like I, I must say, this is my answer to the force. Word. And, and on the, the, on the yeah. on the particular subject of audio tracks though only, because this is highly limited when it comes in terms of uh sampling and chopping and whatnot. This is more of a sense that has like audio like massive audio capabilities and yeah. like audio looping and um audio tracks like it's all like you're only limited <laughs> by your SD card. Uh, um a couple of quick things. <laughs> look, at, look how Joe in the <laughs> So a couple of quick Joe, Joe in the chat saying, arguing with still. <laughs> yeah, Joe's in there saying, nah, bring on more audio tracks. I don't disagree, but at, at the same time, you have to remember, like, depending on how many audio tracks you're using, you know, right now there's no disc streaming. If there was disc streaming, I could see it. Um, yeah. And also, but like, it, why the question is, that? is how much CPU are you using? Um, and then, you know, obviously it, it all comes down to like, okay, how many effects are you applying and that sort of you thing? You know what I feel? I feel like, um, and this is just me, so, so we know the force was leaked months before it came out, right? right they so tried to can, preemptively can like strike. And, and I feel like, I feel like they maybe rushed the force out. Uh, well, they probably would have uh, taken a little more time for development, and then on, in the first year, it's gotten like five, four different updates. And well, that's that's where like I was talking to Joe earlier. I was like, I can't believe that they released this thing without a song mode because that was like one of the first things that I wanted to do when I started messing with. It. I was like, oh, okay. Well, then how do I arrange what I'm doing right now into a structured song? And mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, no. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, that's <laughs> so, big. But but of course, I mean, it, it's public knowledge. If you if you hunt around on Facebook, you can find betas where they have an arranger in there, so it's common. Um, you know the 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 thing that I was just telling somebody, I can't remember who I was telling, but <clears throat> although I would love to have a song mode, that's where I live, basically on the NPC, right? But I gotta say, not having a song mode and being one of the the first people with the force, it forced me, no pun intended, it forced me to get better at live arrangements and get better at performing my tracks. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And and actually that kind of forced me to, to go out and start performing more. So uh, although a song mode or arrange mode is, is highly welcome, I definitely, I, I can see the benefits that I've got. This is a very personal thing though. It's not like that's not going to read as a benefit to everybody else. Yeah, For yeah. me, it's been beneficial because it forced me to kind of sharpen up something that I needed to sharpen up. And one, one last note about the whole live performance thing. Um, so we were talking about the pad dynamics and all for finger drumming, which is kind of a large part of live performance. Accurate had mentioned in here, he was like, yeah, I wouldn't really want to use that for live performance as far as finger drumming, which my opinion is, is you definitely could use that for, for that. However, I did see one of the one of the videos I saw when I was hunting around trying to decide if I wanted to buy one of these things because I did buy this out of my own money. Um, it, this isn't something that Akai sent me. Uh, is the fact that you it's got USB hosting on it, so you can plug up a 16 pad controller to it and finger drum on a regular 16 pad controller like an MPD or the uh, what is it the Personas Atom? That thing's class compliant. Anything that's class compliant should work. So um, on that level, I'm actually wanting to get like a, a Personas Atom to try it with just to see if I if I enjoy that, um, which is not needed. But I'm just one of those like this oh, was there's another a kitchen thing. sink. Let me let me grab that. You know. You could also use one of these. 
you know, I sold my Cuneo. Flat. Yeah, I, I was too. an early backer to the Cuneo, and I didn't love the way the sensitivity was on it. No, um, however, it's very weird. I've heard people. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people say that like the the later production run, it 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 actually feels a little bit different than the early versions. So I kind of might want to try another one. I did an early video where. I had mapped out a cuneo and I mapped out the because you can map each corner of the pad to a different sample. So I had it mapped out how the force is mapped out now. Like there was four banks all on just sixteen pads because you had four corners to each one of those pads. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, but for something like that, I would rather use like an SPD sized pad. If there's gonna be four corners to something, I want to hit yeah. it with a stick. I'm not trying to hit that jump with my finger. No, I agree. It's like, bro, get out of here with that little thing, four corners in this little Nabisco chip-sized like pad. That's not. That's not even gonna work. I'd like to. I'd like to hook up like a a, a hand sonic to the force and see how that works out. Or the they make a bop, the Keith McMillan bop pad. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, the bop pad. That yeah. would work really. I that's think really that would dope. work really well for something like that. Hey yo, so I want to introduce Philip Drummond. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Can can what, say something? Hey, what's yeah. happening, bro? Hey, all I gotta say is Ableton push do all, you know, all day. Ableton push too. <laughs> well, I got, I got, I got that right here, ready for tonight. I just gotta make some beats for the cipher, man. I'm, I'm lagging. Yo, no, got that. Come on. <laughs> that's what yeah, that's enough pads. I know some finger drummers complain about that it's like too, you know, like too small pads or something like that. But you know, I've seen Stro Elliott and other people smash that. So. The pads aren't yeah, the issue with the push two as far as finger drumming. The the issue with um the push two is dynamic sensitivity on that as well because you think um, so? And I I spoke with Steel about this I think in the last show where you can't do rebound triggering on the push two. Um, like, like you can on say a machine, which is where like, if you take like an actual drumstick and you, and you hit like it flam. and flam it, yeah. it, it, you can get those, those ghost note triggers, which you can on other pad controllers. Um, but I, I've actually, I've talked with Jesse Terry about that a good bit. Um, hey, well, I suck at finger drumming. So I just do real basic stuff and hope that it sounds cool. Or, well, that's, and really depending on how you sample, like good sampling can, can overlap. Yeah, like mediocre so, finger drumming. That, that's what I was going to bring up. So I'm always fascinated that no one has added articulations to any of these samplers except battery. So battery, gives you, battery gives you the ability to have articulations per pad. So you can have flams, rolls, all this sort of stuff per pad. I'm like, why doesn't the drum rack have that in Ableton? I have to go get a Max for Live device in order to do that on Ableton. I'm like, this should really be, be built into the drum, like cell module of every single thing. Even on the MPC, I should have the ability on pad two to say, hey, I want this snare to roll or flam rather than just hit as a one shot. Can every we agree that we just want battery as like a cell inside of machine? It should be, it should have always been that. Yep. Can't yep. like, uh, you could create flam per step with like electron gear too. Yeah, yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the, but Electron is a whole different beast. Like the way they think is is amazing. Yeah, they 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 definitely kind of uh, made the the per step um, automation stuff and hardware kind of standard now. Did you what, what you guys think about that Pioneer twelve hundred? What the uh, the DJS? Yeah, it's like the, the sampler. sampler drum? Yeah, 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 the DJS one thousand. I haven't messed with that. I saw a performance the other day. Yeah, I well, I, well, I, well, as a DJ, 
I must say that that thing is definitely made for producing DJs like myself. Um, it's like the exact size of like a CDJ. It's just really cumbersome. So if you're like it, rolling it's, with... It's weird. They There was somebody else who had done uh, an extremely similar thing. And it's also not that different from something like the F1, um, mm-hmm. you know, from, from Tractor. And, and that is like... I don't know, like, that stuff's kind of cool, but I don't want something that big to do that. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, cumbersome. That's not needed. So, unless you're, like, doing it with, like, I have this, like, CDJ controller over here. Like, it would fit perfectly with that. But, I don't know. There, there's a lot more <laughs> capable devices if you're just looking for something solo to roll with. It's actually funny because I just went on a Twitter tangent about this earlier because my one... DJ homie out here, shout out Slade. He was talking about it. But I studied up on it enough and I was playing with it at Guitar Center. I was kind of laughing at it when I saw it, the way they had it displayed at Guitar Center because it's like, it looks like a CDJ, but then it's got 16 pads on it and the pitch bender. But then I started looking into it and it's it's pretty capable. It does live sampling uh, pretty seamlessly when you have the tempo set, you could like uh, set the amount of bars you want to actually record does the the force does that right yeah mm-hmm. yeah of course the force is great like that's like having a, a push that that isn't dependent on the laptop mm-hmm. can we like talk about speculative stuff like is there a push three coming anytime soon i think there is there's got to be right but they just they haven't released it yet i can't talk I, about this stuff i would imagine <laughs> there's going to be another version you of just almost gave everything away, yeah. No, I didn't. So, so wait, wait, let's pause right there. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna actually talk to my man Philip Drummond because we literally just met at one in the morning. Oh, <laughs> right. And, Instagram. Uh, and on Instagram, somebody was hitting me up. I've seen your uh, name before. I think I feel like we've crossed paths before. Yeah, we have crossed paths yeah, before. Yeah. I don't think we've yeah. actually directly talked because we follow each other already too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, you, somebody had told me. Somebody asked me. Yo, you checking out the global beat cipher that Philip Drummond is doing with with uh, his organization? And I was like, no, uh, no, I didn't know about it. And they were like, well, yo, check them out. And that's when I hit you up. Like, yo, I want yeah. to check the, the, the global beat cipher. And it happens to be happening today. Tell us a little more about your organization and the global beat cycle. Yeah, sure. So uh, today's Future Sound is the nonprofit uh, of which I'm director. We're a nonprofit that uses hip hop beat making music production as a mental health, educational and cross-cultural cultural diplomacy intervention. Uh, we teach beat making all over the world in schools, uh, juvenile detention and community settings. Um, this was a response, my response to all of our programs getting shut down because we usually teach in schools and to just the xenophobia and the isolation and the disconnection that I saw happening and, and wanting to continue all the beat battles and the beat ciphers that we've been doing uh, around the globe for, I mean, I've been doing the beat, the beat battles since 2006, literally right after uh, Donuts came out, I did the first one in San Francisco and we've done it on six continents now. And so we, I know folks, you know, in real life, I get to meet people who I talk to online in real life when I go to where I travel around the globe and link up with, you know, these people who become today's Future Sound families. So uh, Global Beat Cypher was a, a cool way, I think, for me to pull in all those folks that I know in real life and on the web and virtually and, and give a platform to independent producers to showcase their stuff, to fight isolation, to fight xenophobia. We have sample packs that are literally from like almost every country in the world, right? And every 
area in the world. So we're pulling samples from like Suriname and from, you know, like Malaysia and from Venezuela and, you know, uh, Ethiopia and Poland and, you know, wherever, right? And then we're having producers, it's kind of meta, we're having producers and beat makers take those samples from around the globe. They're all vintage stuff, like 50, 60, 70 samples, super rare stuff, and remix it and flip into the beats. And we're putting out free beat tapes, but we're streaming this live on multiple platforms, on Facebook, on our Today's Features Now on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and, and on YouTube. I think we figured out, Mike, shout out to Mike Mulder, Creative Minds, who's our partner on this, who's been helping us with the restream. I think figured out how to get it streaming on Instagram um, with a clean feed. And we're just having folks do a direct out we're doing it through Zoom. We're using Zoom to conference, having people do a direct out so that they can get clean sound as much as possible. And then we have folks send their flips and we put it on our SoundCloud and Bandcamp pages uh, for, for free streaming and for download. And we have it's fresh. Uh, like 100 beat tapes up on our uh, today's feature sound.bandcamp.com uh, page. You can see the website up right now. You can go there for our social, but we always put up um, beat tapes for free stream, you know, and, and free download for our students. We're literally having our students make beat tapes as a culminating final project. That's dope. Um, so you have like, you know, eight, nine, we even had seven year olds work with some second graders, but an older learning to make beats, learning to sample themselves, learning to record themselves, making beats, you know, and we're, and we're using Ableton, Ableton Push. Um, we're looking at trans, you know, now trying to adapt to this and move things online, uh, maybe shifting to some online platforms because kids have very limited access. You know, obviously most kids don't have like, you know, a push and most kids don't have, even have um, the kids that we teach, which tend to come from like underserved neighborhoods, don't often have access to like a computer, maybe aside from a school issued Chromebook, if that at all. So we're trying to, we're trying to like, you know, figure it all out on the fly. Um, but just, just an invitation to everyone to participate. Yeah. The sample pack is up. It's, uh, I've been curating these sample packs. We did the first beat cipher, um, on March, I want to say like 19th or 14th. And then the first like official one with like the sample flips, like really doing it. I think that was like, oh man, what was it? April 4th. And yeah, it's just, it's grown. We got a bunch of really dope producers. Um, we're, we're, uh, we have a highlight like featured producer each time. So we have the frenetic, if uh, folks probably know uh, him, he's a finger drummer from Brooklyn. That's mm -hmm. a big Insta following is today's future sound staff and a homie um, and teaches with us in Brooklyn. Um, he's, he's showcasing, he did the trailer shout out to him for doing the, the promo trailer, which is super dope, which is up on the today's future sound Instagram and on our YouTube and, and the Facebook um and then we also y'all know about uh kaizen club now no they're no. a really dope new platform mike larry draw uh is kicking off with some other folks and they they're doing it literally uh right before us i think for the two or three hours before us so eastern time it'd probably be like uh starting at like seven or eight eastern time and they have live showcases uh you know oh. you may frenetic other people sub phylum shout out brooklyn beats in a crew sydney crew, sydney crew and um yeah so they're they're they came on our show last time we plugged them we're just trying to plug similar platforms and, and get all this stuff out there and happy 404 day by the way to everyone yes yeah. shout out to dibiase roland uh nazira daniel lee who are doing that, you know, starting today, doing the SP 404 beat battles and doing that all month long. And um, yeah, just anyone doing something similar, we want it, we want to plug it. So we're featuring some folks from Australia who've done the quarantine samples, uh, sample flip challenge, that's discourse from Crate Cartel. Um, so yeah, just trying to plug similar platforms, highlight artists. Um, we're gonna have Armani Cooper from Donut Lounge, who's also you should check out 
Donut Lounge, and that's the homie. I was supposed to play that March 30th until this happened and canceled my flight from here in Oakland. But um, you may, you may, Soul, you may Beats, um, who's also part of Brooklyn Beats Syndicate, is going to be a featured person, uh, featured artist next week. We got Stolen Drums, you may, a bunch of other people participating in the Cypher this evening. So shout out all of them and Controllerize and all that the Atlanta contingent. Yeah, so a lot of cool stuff going on, and um, yeah, it's just about the love and 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 you know sharing it, sharing the love, um, and then we have the you can see the flyer up on the screen, and then if you hit, I think over there's like the video on there too. Oh, I did see this. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you based out of Brooklyn? No, um, I am from New York originally. I'm based out of Oakland, California. Okay. Um, but we do work in Brooklyn. We've put on beat battles in Brooklyn. I've been putting on beat battles in New York since like 2007. Uh, okay. Recently reconnected with DJ Static, who I met at the first beat battle I ever went to in 2001 at the New York Poets Cafe. Uh, yeah, shout out New York, yeah. Yeah, shout out DJ Static. And that was where I, I competed in my first uh, beat battle. And that that inspired me to put on the beat battles, you know, like six, seven years later. So shout out to Mike and Rocky, who for me innovated that and shout out to all the, you know, project Bloat crew and, um, gas lamp killer and DBSI and all those folks who are doing beat ciphers, like, you know, early two thousands. And, um, that really influenced me as well. Um, so yeah, shout out to everyone doing that kind of stuff. And then all you guys for doing your thing. Oh man. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if that's where I've seen you before at the New York joint. Cause I'm like, I've seen this dude somewhere. Are you in Brooklyn? That's the no, funny I, thing is I, oh, I'm, I'm in, thinking the same thing. Still, I'm, I'm sitting in, here like I know this dude from somewhere and it's it's racking my brain. Like I know this dude from somewhere like circa 06 or something. Okay. And I'm trying good. to figure out where. Are you, so, are, you, are you guys in New York? Well, so I, then, no, I'm, I'm in Jersey. Delaware, but I'm I used to go out to New York for beat yeah, battles all here. the time. Are you Apple Juice Kid? You're not Apple Juice Kid. No, I'm me? Flux. No, I'm no you're Flux. Flux. Okay, so, <laughs> no, I just, you know. No, wait, wait. No, I, I do Flux. enjoy some Apple Juice. <laughs> uh, I am delicious. Flux, and I put I Flux, Flux in my Apple Juice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm here, here. Beat battles or from the Beat Cypher. Uh, yeah, the Beat Cypher Beat Battles. We did Beat Cypher's, um, today's Future Sound Beat Cypher, and then today's Future Sound with Brooklyn Beat Syndicate Beat Cypher at Washington, Washington Square Park? No, Union Square Park. Okay. And we just set up Rogue with speakers and plugged in a bunch of aux cords to each other. We did That's that cool. uh, past couple summers. And um, yo, Philip, do you know the? Uh, do you know the pushing buttons, homies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Robinson. So yeah. and and um, so John helped. I think he helped judge a couple of our battles, maybe. And then I know Pace. They came out and they participated in the beat cipher. Um, funny story about John. I actually. We have a homies in common in Australia in Adelaide, um, and he, I had met someone. I had met him at A3C several years ago, and then um, someone had been like, "Oh, you should reconnect with John Robinson." Oh, it was Creation from Canada. He was like, "Yo, you should. You really should hit up John Robinson. They're in New York, pushing buttons collective." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." So I called him up, and we started chopping it up on the phone. And John's been like everywhere in the world. The dude's like. I was like, you've been to Australia? Oh, yeah, I went to Australia. You've been, to, oh, yeah, I've been to South Africa. So he knows all these, you know, heads all over the world. And I realized that my homie in Adelaide, Social Change, had played me a track with John Robinson a year previous to that and said, hey, this is a track that's coming out. This guy's from Brooklyn, from New York. And I'm like, oh, he's dope, but I haven't really heard of him. And I probably had heard of him from like Lyricist Lounge and all that. But um, called him up and, and we started talking. And he said his favorite city is Adelaide in Australia. I said, that's funny. I know a lot of homies there. 
And so we, of course, knew the same people, and I realized that I had heard the track that he was on. So that's just a, like a random little tidbit, but yeah. So, that's yeah, man. When I, dope uh, what was this, like two years ago, I went out to New York and did like a, uh, like a 404 cipher, actually, with the push buttons, homies out in Battery Park. <clears throat> and um, it was like that week, I was just connected in and out with John Robinson while he was just floating over here. And Everywhere. Like, I He's think it was... There was like some Dilla function going on too, of like house shoes, and like he ended up performing at that joint. He was like yeah. <laughs> doing an in store at this, at this like record joint. Hey, you like, know what Man. it might have been? You did did any of you go to the Beat Culture Beat Battle or Beat Culture like mini festival um, that we did? We did one in Brooklyn, and that's where I met the Frenetic and Yume. And that's where they, I'm pretty sure where they met. And then they went to do Brooklyn Beat Syndicate after that, where they met. But but we did one up in Mount Vernon. Hmm. And uh, that, and, and it was like a, literally like a mini festival in this, uh, it was, what is it, Mess Hall Studios. My boy, uh, Chris Mess, Chris Mess Vincent. Shout out to him. And so we did it. It was like a mini festival, basically. That was back when I was doing Beat Culture. Um, it was an event that uh, helped start, which was Today's Future Sound and um, Soul Dojo. And so that was the first event that we did uh, as Beat Culture in New York. And so we did Brooklyn, and then the next day we did Mount Vernon. So I don't know if you came up for that, but they were uh, pushing buttons was part of that. Yo, um, or shout I should, out I to my homie. Paste word, yeah. Shout out to my homie AOK, man. He's in he's in the chat. Hey, you might want from LA. Uh, he's living in the Bay now. He's actually from Chicago. Okay, mm-hmm. different AOK. Got you. But yeah, you definitely might want to check up with him after this. Uh, yeah, sounds like he sounds like he's doing some good things out there. Tell him to jump in the B cipher. Where I mean, the sample with the, with the is youth. up. Oh, he's and got some beats, bro. Oh, hey, hey, this the, is this dude. is this is the guy that kind of taught me my chops. Oh, dude. Yeah, a okay. Definitely get at us. Um, check out today's future sound on Facebook, and I'm Elliot Gann on Facebook, but also Philip Drummond. Uh, yeah, jump in the beat cipher, you know, grab, grab the sample pack, send me a DM, um, chop it up, you know, and, uh, we usually, we have, I've had so many people hitting me up cause the word has been spreading. It's been like building steam, but, um, we usually, after we do the sample flip portion, we'll, we'll have the feature, you know, spotlight showcase, but then we'll go to like an open ox kind of, you know, play your beats kind of thing. Got a lot of people tonight, so uh, we'll see if it happens. Yeah, but do we that's all streaming, man. and you can find that at your at the YouTube page. YouTube.com/slash Today's Future Sound, Facebook.com/slash Today's Future Sound, uh, and we're going to be tonight. potentially. I think we're streaming as well on on Instagram because uh, shout out Mike Molda and Creative Minds Media filled out uh, figured out how to get it to stream to Instagram too. So nice. we've been doing like a real bootleg <laughs> lo-fi like having a, a picture of the screen, you know, my computer screen on Instagram up to this point, but I think it's going to, it's going to be a direct stream now. Dope. Oh, that's really, really dope. I love, I love the style of like, like the fact that it's not just all the same style producers and all that. Cause that's, that's one thing that I feel like a lot of times, um, cause like I come from doing a lot of like live beat set type things too. And, and, and the thing that inspires creativity is when you get people coming from different angles, you know, not just everybody feeding into the same vibe over and over and over again. It's more yeah. like, you know, okay, well, you might have somebody rocking this style, rocking this style, different pieces of equipment, different vibes, you know, all that. And people just being open to it because I feel like there's a there's a tendency where people want to kind of like the snake eating its own tail kind of thing. And in my opinion, hip-hop is like one of the 
the unspoken tenant rules is do not bite. And that's because yep. it's already a collage culture. You know what I mean? Like the whole point yeah. is it's a collage culture. So if you start eating your own tail in a collage culture, it dilutes everything and it just becomes homogenous and terrible. Yep. But there's so much creativity there that if you, if you just kind of allow for people to be free, how it should be, then you get some amazing things and the vibe is yeah. so much better. You know, I agree with that. And I want to shout out someone who um, did a, an Afro beat, beat, like beat or flip for the, 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 the beat cipher. I think it was last week or the week before uh, Derap nerd at it's at Derap nerd. He's a really talented producer. He's one of our senior staff. He works in the juvenile hall with our youth. He's been doing that for four years now. Um, and he came with the Afro beat vibe, like, you know, the new London English Afro beat vibe. And it's fire. It's fire. It's called the track. It's called Black African Soap. And, and folks can check it on uh, the sound on our SoundCloud, today's future sound page and on the, the band camp. You can download it. And he's yeah, he's and it led to he's doing a whole new EP as a result of that. He's, he flipped an Ethiopian sample that was in the pack last week or the week before. So to me, I love that. And I've been trying to pull in drum and bass and footwork producers and, you know, people who don't just do like lo-fi or boom bap or, or trap, but like, you know, and I know like Landos, who, who was to me was one of the highlights of last week and the week before, um, he's doing, he told me he's doing some kind of crazy multi-genre thing. So to me, it's cool. Like, let's have some like reggaeton stuff. Let's have some hey, yeah. cut you drum off and bass, some house, you a whatever. Bit more detail. Um, do you have any idea where he was from? Like where who's, he's based who's Rapner, because I know a couple. Yeah, Rapner's from. He's from Vacaville, California, uh, but he also stays in the Bay, and he he's yeah he's amazing. I, 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 know, I know Eric the Rap Nerd, so I'm just curious. If oh no no, I think it's he used to go by the Real Word Sound, but now he goes by Rapner. D, it's D A R A P N E R T on Instagram and all social media. Um, okay. Yeah, so he's yeah he's guy's a, a wizard like you know he, he started djing and like taught himself he's just like hide out in the dj booth watching the djs and suddenly he's doing like double click flares you know what i mean so it's uh that's how y'all do it yeah awesome. yeah it's uh it's definitely it's kind of what we were talking about before um we jumped on um ken and phil actually like because this thing i do in chicago called open beats it kind of got for a while only one kind of genre you know of beats if you will that was more like hip-hop boom bap style i think i've seen your cypher and someone dropped a last <clears throat> house beat in it too so they're like and i was like that's how you know it's chicago when you can drop a, a dope house beat in like a boom bap beat cypher i don't know if that you was better be careful saying that around Corey. <laughs> why is that well <laughs> Corey and house well, music don't well no i don't get, i don't hate home. house music that's what i do oh, house, house hop excuse me yeah, house house is kind of weird. I, but look, like it's just the, like to the, me, it's, it's the all problem relative. was that it's it was just relative. over the top. Everything. So here's the thing: hip hop wasn't readily available and easily found when I was growing up in Chicago, and it was all house music or nothing. Yo, hip house is weird. <laughs> hip and then hip house happened, and then I would have weird. people like, "Yo, I, I want you to teach me." to rap in other ways than just hip house. And I'm like, first, stop listening to that shit. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I got love for house music though. I can't front, that's that's part of- part I love of Chicago theory. house music. I just, I just put out a house EP yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, plug it. You said yesterday? Yeah, literally yesterday. Well, no, you, need, you do need to plug that then. Yeah. You're being oh, the word. bad capitalist. 
Yeah, I know. I am. A, I'm a horrible. I'm a horrible capitalist. Um, it's like my style of house. It's fest house. Fest house. 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 Awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. Though. Um, like, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, no, like just, where, uh, where are we where we're speaking that. House? It's everywhere. It's called phasing out. It's um, literally everywhere. I would I would much appreciate the Bandcamp, but even if you don't do that, it's on Spotify, Apple Music. What's what's it's the Bandcamp? Uh, fest grandiose. Just like, just like we spell right here on my little, um, yeah, you my start little placket here. The browser and it pops right up, so that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, bro. Um, but yeah, um, right. I'm from Chicago, so I can't not show love to <laughs> the house, man. Plus, plus, I'm a DJ, so it's like, what am I, <laughs> like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> when I'm gonna play house music, out. What am I gonna really do at like two in the morning when I'm DJing at some of these spots? Yeah, <laughs> you you definitely can't be a DJ in Chicago and not play house music. Hey, what about Gene Ferris? Music is my religion. How about the two hip hop beats on that album? Yo, so look, this is what I was trying to say. I personally, and I'm going, I'm standing on a pedestal here. I am trying to bridge this gap to let people understand that to me, it's all relative. Yep. Hip house is, is sort of weird to the point of you don't have to be posturing as hard on a house track mm -hmm. as you do on a like regular rap track, right? So like that's how hip hop is weird in my, or hip house is weird in my book. But other than that, to me, it's all relative like the rhythms the the the, uh, the process of going at it the only <coughs> difference is just the the tempo speed and if that yep. really bothers mm -hmm. you so much then just don't listen to it <laughs> it's all rooted in <laughs> true. True. But what what how are we defining hip house is it just when someone raps over it or is it i mean all right no 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 hip house is when it's not just somebody's rapping over it. Like the whole there's a whole line. kind of thing. There's a the whole there's a very certain kind of beats that they're that they're about. So it's, kind of it's almost like freestyle, but a little more house though. It's just like wow, look at me, I'm rapping on a house track. Yeah, like, then dudes song. are on there really posturing hard, and it's, it's a weird thing, man. What what? So is Kenny Kenny Dope isn't considered hip house? To me, I, it's just like. I would just, say no. Just, I would say he's house, song. like straight up. Like, I mean, I got a ton of masters of work over here. Like, yeah. Apparently, he lives yeah. in my area. And Brad, if you're still listening, uh, Brad from Isla Instruments is good friends with him. So I don't know. We need to link Kenny up soon still after this whole situation mm -hmm. is over. Because right now, it's like I can't even connect with people on a local level because it's like stay the hell away the way you connect with people <laughs> is the way we're connecting right now right <laughs> you know, i felt bad because i had to teach a, a a good a good buddy of mine the other day um some some npc stuff and it's like the whole time we're like keeping our distance and it's like it, it was just weird you know what i mean that's, that's pretty, yeah. i keep my distance from you period ken <laughs> hey, still, regular still, day <laughs> coming over there and i'm touching your stuff no nah, don't nah, chill. <laughs> <laughs> mean pause right I there. I know. <laughs> it's like font size 24 and pause. No. But like but like to me it's just like if you're especially now in like 2020 rappers can can make rap songs over up tempo or like house styling beats and it doesn't have to necessarily be hip house. It's just like that yeah. that track is more I think two, a one, lot two? of the stuff back in the day that was hip house though, at least from my outside opinion from from East Coast stuff looking west. Like it was very, it just seemed very like, 
Contrived. Contrived, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, it it looked like it. it was just plastic put into a package, and it just looked horrible to me. Like, I'm going to rap on this. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, it just looked really bad. Um, so, yeah. And that's not to yeah, say that, that it all rough. is. That's not to say that that's the actual reality of it. I'm saying from the outside looking in, you know? What, what about Azalea Banks 212? What's that? Was that Electro? Was that Hip House? I mean, I like that. To me, that's just, to me, that's just Azalea Banks. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. it's, no it's not even... And right, in this era that we're living in, in this year, these years, it's not even worth trying to label it anymore. Azalea Banks is obviously a rapper. It's mm -hmm. not about is she a house rapper or um, what was that other stuff that came out in the like late two thousands? Uh, Flow remember, remember that group <laughs> Spank Rock? Like yeah. Spank Rock. Right? What yeah. were they supposed to be, right? Oh, and what's like, her name? That other, that uh, the one, that that woman who was on um, uh, Fool's Gold and was dating a track. Oh, um, little sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think because people consume music in such a different kid way. Sister, kid sister, kid sister, not, sister. Not, yeah. not little sister, kid sister. My, <laughs> I think because people consume <laughs> music based off of a playlist now, yeah. genre is kind of going out the window. Like no one is literally like just have one genre in their playlist anymore so because of True. that i think the rules go out the window when you create mm -hmm. it you're just like hey i'm just going to do what feels right appropriate for this vibe yeah. and, and let the people decide what it is like i'm, I'm not trying to be stuck in a genre what, what same bro 100 percent. i mean uh, yeah but then you also have like Lo-fi, and you can have lo-fi house and lo-fi hip-hop. Don't, e don't even get me started on lo-fi music. No? Still gets all upset. Look at him. Look no, at him. I, I get before, before, before we start to trash lo-fi, let me just... I'm not trashing. Nobody's going to trash lo-fi. Oh, the gentrification of boom bap? Is that the gentrification of boom bap? Let me just stress this. It is. Let me just stress this one point. It came from there. Let me just stress this one I wouldn't call it gentrification, though. I would say that it's just... It's taking something that was very niche early on, and now it's spread wings and it's kind of evolved on its own. Like, yeah, it's so, you know, here's what I think about that. I think it's a little, it's it's a little something else. My philosophy on that is that what people are calling hip hop nowadays don't resemble hip hop in those days, and so then they started rather than calling what they call hip hop today something else, they started calling the classic stuff something else. And I feel me, like that started, dude, that started with Ultramagnetic, <laughs> man. That started no. with Ultramagnetic where it was like, okay, you had you had one style of underground hip-hop that was kind of evolving, and then yeah. you had the stuff that was moving more towards, hey, we're making more money, we're getting more mainstream play, we're more radio-friendly, and there, there was a, a diversification that happened there, right? And so it, it's all these subgenres and how they evolve, you know? Like, you can't... So if you say hip hop, it, that's like saying, "Oh, I listen to rock music." Well, if you listen to mm -hmm. rock music, which type of rock music? Because there's about yeah. five hundred no, types. Of course, of course. Yeah. You know, and we, you and know, we talk about this a lot. You can't say I listen to rap music or I listen to hip hop, and, and a lot of people saying, "Oh, well." Okay, well, hip hop is a culture, and rap is a music. No, not no, anymore. Yeah. Not well, anymore. Well, you know what I think is very happens, much a though? type of music. You know? I think what happens though is rock and roll was rock and roll. It's a rock and roll term. 40, 50. And then there had to be, there was all these different distinctions. There wasn't any longer just this group that does its style of rock and roll. It became that group did this style, and then a million other groups did that style. It became a subgenre, soft rock. Yeah. This group did that. And, and I think after a uh, genre matures a little bit, you start having subgenres, and it's only yeah. right. 
That's and so I'm okay with like adult contemporary yeah, yeah. classic hip hop or I want to hear you know what you I mean? have to say about this. Really I think quick. I think what got me upset one day was uh, I was playing music for somebody and the kid was like, "Yo, that's lo-fi." I was like, "No, it's You're not." You're like, "No, that's hip hop, bro." I'm like, "No, no." I'm like, I'm like lo-fi. I'm like, "Bro, I don't even get mad at it though. No, no, but it's not. I yeah, you can't get mad at it. I, I, for me, the term lo-fi means your joint needs to sound lo-fi. I know, but you need to just throw that out the window. That's why I got upset because I'm clearly yeah, listening, I feel to, you. Yeah. I'm listening to a good mix and master. So I'm it's also... Steel gets upset because he spends time mixing. And he's on, like, yo, on, I didn't drop think, this to a task cam I think track. it's also like, generational and, and how these generations are being weird, right? Yeah, my, yeah. Like my daughter, my daughter, and this will age me, but it's okay. My daughter's 19. Yeah. And yeah, she, so she says, like, one day we was watching TV, somebody said, okay, Boomer on TV. And I looked <laughs> up, I was like, that fool ain't no Boomer. And then she was like, yeah, that, but my generation be calling anybody. And then she looks at you and she's and like, boomer. okay, Boomer. No, she didn't, <laughs> wow. by the way. But I'm just saying, she, she, the, the fact is that she made a point that, like, yeah, if you over 22, kids will refer to you as a Boomer just because and, and they don't even realize that Boomer refers to the, the, the you know what I'm saying, the actual generation that are oh, all it's like, not the boom back generation. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. Is, oh, is you can be you can be thinking about lo-fi in terms of like okay well what is lo-fi does it mean that it's actually low fidelity to you or does it mean or does it mean a is it a lo-fi vibe like is it is a, it a mentality vibe? what's that a low fidelity vibe like dude you know me i'm mixing full bands like everything recorded in 96 like high you still wear skinny jeans, so it's not that lo-fi. <laughs> I feel like he was slapping if you could. I just, I just had to. I would. I would. Because I slap. I buy a pair of sneakers. I don't want my pants to look like they're eating my sneakers. So. See, I don't want you to even see my sneakers because that means that you can probably tell how chicken leg my knees are, and I, you don't need to see none of that. Here's, you don't need to see any right. of it. You right? Here's my, here's my take right. on the whole lo-fi phenomena. <laughs> Boomer back. <laughs> exactly. Boomer back. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's hilarious. Every every subgenre that we have right now is almost entirely based off hashtags yeah and like the lo-fi like when when lo-fi really jumped off it was primarily because of streaming services primarily yep. because of spotify and primarily because of hashtags. And youtube so that's why you have a generational gap and you have kids like like what i was trying to say earlier my my little cousin he's like what is he he's probably 18 now but when he was like 15 16 and caught wind of what i was doing with the live beats and whatnot he was like, oh, that's lo-fi. And you know me, I'm just like you still. Like, it's nothing lo-fi about what I was it's really doing. <laughs> but I was like, through the knowledge. I was like, you know what, you're right. If that's what it is to you, then that's what it is. Which is so, look, which is fine. Look, I'm I'm okay with you defining that like that, kid. Not you, but you know, hypothetical kid that we're talking to. But I'm like, look, if you really, if you really want to be good at what you're doing study the history of it and it's not what you're calling it now like yeah. but you know, my whole thing but genre will, names I, and all that stuff they do evolve like you can look at yeah. the so i had this debate with my lo-fi is not evolving is hold on I, so, I gotta say this sometimes i listen to some of these lo-fi playlists 
and I'm just like, uh, that's trash. That's like yeah. literally not. Well, that's a whole other level. Though. Like, well, they, I think the thing of lo-fi is not necessarily to evolve, but to kind of throw back. You know I what mean, I'm they, saying? This gets back yeah, to the, to the snake it's eating its own tail. Sometimes. Like a lot of the stuff is yeah, people well, trying yeah, to emulate the Beyonce. So a lot of some, the stuff exactly. is try, people trying exactly. to emulate Dilla. Like yep. there's a yep. ton but of emulate it good. No, 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 no. That's just it. Though. That's just there's, it. Though. There's terrible. You could say genre. emulate it good, but I can still slap somebody because I can be like, don't bite. So you got to make a choice. You got to say, okay, well, what's a level of biting and what's a level of breaking off into a subgenre? I'm just getting in my old man bag, yo. I feel you. Just, I do that all the time. Your old this. man bag is a young man bag to me because what you consider like, oh, just emulate it good, I consider biting. Uh, no. Yeah. Nah, I'm like, some, oh, you want to you you take a voice sample and have it like kind of do this echo on the dotted yeah. note thing just like then, Dilla did and like, that's not biting? Then I listen I'm sorry, it's biting to me. Corey, you need to cue the air horn right there. Like, nah, nah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like to me, to me, and listen, I, listen, I can only do like. That's not to say that. <laughs> that's not to say that. <laughs> it's just to say to me, I'm like, you got to pick and choose your battles. Yeah, and I guess I guess because I'm such a teacher, I get upset when people rewrite history books. Like that's that bothers me when they kind of rewrite what we're based, what, what our foundation is. It's like, yeah. oh no, we're just gonna switch the definition. Yeah, revisionist history. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's ridiculous. And er erasing the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, how do you erase the past in order to create something new? Pete P Rock was doing lo-fi. Back in the day, right? Marley Marl was doing lo-fi. Well, that, that's that's so, the whole so point, was, right? It was just hip-hop. to be instrumental only? No, you, I mean, I hear rapping and singing over lo-fi. Is that not lo-fi? No, nah, look, look. A lot of kids are, like, putting the lo-fi name on, like, instrumental boom-bop rap beats. That's what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. you released peach yeah. instrumentals today, chill -hop. people would say, oh, that's yeah. lo-fi. But chill, we would have been like, yo, that's boom-bap instrumentals. Yeah. Or chill hop or whatever. Chill hop, know? exactly. But to me, I know what people are getting at when they say that or when they say that that's what they want. Like if somebody, if a rapper came through and was like, yo, I like need that lo-fi shit. Basically, I'm putting saturation on my shit no matter what hey, I made it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what I made it on. Because you lo-fi if you're spending $3,000 for an SP-1200. Yeah, putting a vinyl crackle on everything. Is it lo-fi yeah. if you're spending vinyl more than most people's everything. mortgage on that piece of gear in order to make it sound like it's quote lo-fi. I mean, at the end of the day, modular is lo-fi. If we really want hey, to start talking hey, about you it, do it, that's that way. you got shitty yeah. power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but like, look, most patrons of music don't know the real tech intricacies. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like real, it's just, it's just how I it will is. say I, this though. I still enjoy it. Like I like too. to listen to mm -hmm. it. I throw, yeah. I throw chill, uh, chill cow on in the background all the time. Like I, I vibe out to it. Like it's, I genuinely like a lot of it. There's yeah, a me lot too. of mediocre stuff in there, no doubt. Absolutely. But what is there not a lot of mediocre oh, stuff mixed into? Yeah. It? Mm -hmm. Well, see that, that's like that's a, the other thing I've said that too about uh, everybody's always talk about '90s hip hop, and I'm there. I was there. I, that was was where I that was where I met my. I was in my prime. Like that's where I was doing my yeah. thing. Yeah, hey, don't be mistaken. There was a lot of trash in the '90s yeah, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it actually, if you if you, I used to collect Source magazines, and I remember looking at the magazine that. Uh, and I said this before with Illmatic in it, 
And and initially, I wasn't the huge, the biggest fan of Illmatic. It grew on me over the years, and I mean, I respected it for the the time period that it encapsulated. But the thing is, Illmatic got five stars. That if you were to look in the source around that time, there's a lot of trash in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? And so when you think about the classic stuff, it's because there was a whole pile of stuff beneath it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm just I'm just venting. Yeah, I'm just venting because um I don't like people calling my stuff lo-fi because I mix. Yeah. So it's just like, bro, get out of here. I bet you if you called it lo-fi though, you'd reach like a whole other set of fan base that would absolutely yeah, love exactly. your stuff. I, I, I know, I know, but it's just uh, yeah. Then you get your streams and your your revenue up, and you get your Corona checks, and you know via Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> the Corona look, checks. Look, I'm just saying, I'm just saying to me, like, the whole thing is like the, the bigger issue to me is with streaming services, the lack of proper DJs, right? So like when you have ain't an automated flex. DJ system ain't no instead DJs. of a real DJ, <laughs> that's flex. really sad. Just, just it ain't no DJs, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's but, and even the DJs that are there mm-hmm. that are currently getting work and all, the vast majority of them have considered it completely okay for payola and for and and it doesn't even have here's the worst part payola happens without even good money right so payola happens with just like hey this is what we're playing now right and it's just and it's become like a standardized thing to where it's completely accepted and nobody sees it as an ethical issue and how do we to change me, it? the DJ should be a DJ. Like, like if you have friends, if you're not a DJ, but you have friends, you should listen that are to legit them. good DJs, right? You should really listen to them, yeah, because they are interesting people. Like, I myself, like, I love crate digging, but I've got friends that I consider amazing DJs, mm-hmm. and any chance I get for them to hit me with a playlist or this is what I should listen to or whatever, I'm all over it because yeah. it will blow your mind because yeah. I can specialize in sounds and making beats and doing this and doing that, but when somebody really specializes in curating a playlist That's properly right. and is really good at it, that's a really special thing, and I feel like we're losing that. Hey, somebody uh, said somebody said we somebody in the chat said we contradicted ourselves. What do we contradict ourselves with? Sure I do. We're hip hop heads. Time. <laughs> yeah. What are you? Have you ever heard KRS One speak? Oh man! Oh, <laughs> Come man. on. We're hip hop heads. We're meant to contradict yeah. ourselves. I mean, you know, I bought NWA oh, and one. on the same day, so whatever. Yo, shout out, <laughs> shout out minus, shout out minus one. Like, how do we, how do we contradict? Yeah, I'm just asking because I, I want to know what specifically the point was. Yeah, what what point? What was the contradiction? And it, and, and another thing probably, too, probably, contradiction probably about subgenres. The thing also uh, with this is this is a conversation and, and a, a, a friendly debate. So obviously, in any conversation debate, is going to be different views and maybe uh, contrasting views at the same time. And hey, yeah. And you say you're the one who's wrong most times, right? And I get that. <laughs> hey, Flux, by the way, um, it, the album, you said uh, you feel like you know me from album. Either would have been probably like Lush One, Music for Dope Runs, or uh, it Franco. Might be, did, did you ever do anything with Lewis Logic? or? Um... No, that's Willis Drummond, right? Oh, Willis Drummond, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's from my hometown. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, oh, okay. man, I've been racking my brain. 
Yeah, that album. <laughs> that's 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 he used to work yeah. at the same radio station that I came up at. Phil, so. I'm, Phil, I'm also, I also used to live in Portland, Oregon, so I was doing a lot of stuff out there. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been up there. Yeah, so me, Theory has it. Uh, oh, man. just uh, I'm also part of Mellow Orange from San Diego. So oh, yeah. Wait, so, wait, that's, that's yeah, so Mellow Orange, that's like my crew. Out Did of you? Did you go to uh back in the day the Cipher with Pokey, a Hot Monkey Love Cafe, El Cajon Boulevard? No, I that's where Gasnet Killer was originally, and, and we did a two-on-two -two, uh, MC battle there. I used to put on hella MC battles, and used dope, to dope, dope. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like where do I, where have I like? I well, love those. Well, I was in Portland. World. I was in yeah. Portland a little bit. Uh, yeah, and I know some cats in Hood River that put on some dope events. Oh yeah, really yeah. Y'all cats, oh. Sherpa, I, I am old. I am but that's old. the thing is, the older you get, the smaller the world becomes because yeah. you start meeting people and you're just like, I'm getting oh, well, you know old. You, I can't and talk. I know you from this, and oh yeah, I used to sell yeah. dope to you. And but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, look, I always call Ken old, but bro, I'm I'm up there too, so it's all good. You I'm just you there. just make it look better because apparently, apparently, I've been informed that white cracks. Black dozen or something? I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing okay, man. I've, I've been taken for 27 or 28, you know, mid-29. <laughs> people, people always think I'm still so like Let me just say a big 20s. shout out to the coronavirus for exposing a lot of our wives' gray hairs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not just the wives, though. Have you That's seen some funny. of these celebrity dudes out there? I heard Puff is totally gray. Cause they can't get out to get to the to the uh, mocha man. black bean dye. Yo, I'm, gonna look, I'm gonna be looking like Mr. Fantastic soon, and I'm just happy that like a lot of other people will. Yes, you will, Ken. I only got it. I only have it in my beard. So I got one. I got one or two here. I got. Um, I, hey, listen. I got, oh, I got my comic book reference in for the stream. So flower beard over here. That's weird. Like it's been dipped in in a cake batter. So yo, uh, honestly, Corey. You were looking so scruffy the other day. We were all worried. We were all worried. I'm still there, man. I shaved. I'm not yeah, shaved. You, yeah, you was looking like your wife left you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, she did, but she just went upstairs. <laughs> I was worried. I'm out of here. Hey, I got to ask you guys a quick question, a, a 404 question, right? Yeah. So, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I still don't have a 404, right? I'm not a 404 guy. I had a 303 for That's like you a suck. month. But I'm not a 404 Because you're not lo-fi. So, yeah, exactly. I'm not proud That ain't low low does that count? Plus, plus, so, stance. If you're not a 404 guy, you're not a 404 guy, period. That's right. Well, well, well hold on. I'm like a 404 guy, and I just don't know. You don't know. 404 guys are born, not taught. So, <laughs> yo, that's that's real. I know a few people that will agree with this. you on that. How many of you are using the 404 to actually do your sampling and actual beat making on? And how many of you are using it more for live performance affecting? To, to just oh. just drop your waves in. Yeah, well, like to run through. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people just use it as an effects yeah. box. I'm one of those dudes. I'm an effects box for for. I was always a chaos pad guy, so. I, so, I, got that too, I stopped using it when I got the 404. I use it for I've, both. I've used mine for both, but I sold mine for Man, John Robinson closure. and Pace Infinite just come and crush, like just crush with their 404 and the, Pace um, does like two 404s. Or, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And so does Yume. And like uh who's right, yeah. thing tonight? Yeah, but Pace and John Robinson, like the, when they came to our beat battles and and uh and the, and the beat showcase thing, 
they just crushed it so hard. And they had a, a 404, a chaos pad, and then, you know, sometimes they'll wrap. One of the like, first guys I really remember crushing the 404 would have been, um, and maybe it was even a 303 at the time, but the uh, gel from Gel's Anaconda. amazing. Gel was killing. And he would Gel's rock a 404 a finger to drummer, MPC. Classic, yep. I think. Yep. And he would, dude, if See, you ever listen like to that, well, he I had like a song, the... Car Something. It was something about cars or something. But it, man, he was just crushed. And he's a finger drummer, too. He's a crazy a lot finger, of finger drummer. drummers on a 404. Yeah. And he was just crushing that thing. And it gets back to if you creatively sample. You can get, you can go beyond mediocre finger drumming ability because yeah. let's, let's face it, the 404 pads are not meant for finger nope. drumming. No, nope. you know? mm -hmm. But the way that he rocks on, I think he's got some old YouTube videos that I'm talking, you can, they're like VHS tapes. And yeah. if you check that shit out, like the way he's killing that thing. Oh my God, Jell was a master. I've seen, I've seen kids like modern kids do that too. Like, there's a cat who's watching on my Instagram right now. I need green money. Uh, Lo-fi cat who used to finger drum the shit out of his uh, 404 and sample, you know, individual drum hits into each pad and, you know, and be holding down like the, you know, to play the, the sample while he's doing it. I mean, people do that. There's different people who do that and there's some people who don't, right? But I mean, mm -hmm. that's the beauty of the SP. And look, that's the beauty of the SP404 forums on Facebook, SP404 freaks, SP404 heads. And a lot of them, not all, but a lot of those people, like some are ex boom bap heads or boom bap heads. And some are new kids who do go back and like do the math and learn the knowledge. And some don't, some are, you know, new jacks or whatever, but you know, that's the beauty of that to me of, of, of lo-fi that it's brought it, it's repopularized it is a way to bridge the gap though yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. i've seen it bridge the gap but i think that's dope because i think be, before there was this insurgence in lo-fi and, and with the full four and all that that was kind of this thought of like old heads and so young don't know nothing fools but like now it's kind of like everybody uh together in a thing it's, it's kind of of accurate beats just said the pitch function of the 404 isn't enough for everyday beat making i actually disagree i like the sound of the artifacts and everything in the in the pitching of the 404 that's why it sounds like a 404. that's see that's interesting to me because if i was curious as to what he meant by that and it, you're saying that there's a lot of a lot of breakup and aliasing that's happening. I love it. That's exactly why I would want to do it. That's that why happens I spent all thing. kinds of money on, yeah. on an Emacs. And, like, I love yeah. how certain sample engines just degrade. Like, like shitty. It's like, there's a lot of joints that sound shitty for like because they do, and that's what makes it the signature sound for that. That's right. Yeah. It's really embarrassing how much money I'm willing to spend to degrade oh. a sample to make it sound like it's twenty five dollars. Oh, me too. <laughs> This is why this is why I sent ten thousand dollars worth of Euro rack. Exactly. Yeah. I, build, I literally build my own sample rate reducers Dude. out of raw sampling. All, all that like, modular back there gets to run through the four hundred four quick. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my journey with an SP started with the three hundred three, and I got the four hundred four. Actually, I got the four hundred four, the first one first um trying to do what i was doing faster with the 303 faster mm -hmm. and then the 404 i got just like i bought it second hand or might have been third hand i don't even know um i didn't like them compact flash cards on there so that's how i got the sx mm -hmm. got the sx and i was kind of doing both of what you're talking about i was um wrapped through it like making th making beats on it fully but only to like really learning like like i wanted to master 
the um the sequencer and I wanted to like master the whole like free ninety nine and like resampling methods on it. And then when I did that, I just realized that I could just do everything else on my MPC mm-hmm. <laughs> and like <laughs> do it in like less amount of time. See, I'm, yeah. I'm like I'm a I'm a person who I like to learn processes and then find out if it's really gonna if it's really gonna fit and like mm-hmm. stick with me. Um, yeah, and, and see, I have no problem with that. I think that there's something that's dope about, especially when you know all of us may come across different boxes, even if it's just a, a revision of an NPC, the newest one, the next one, or whatever a certain one that you might like. Like the key right. is, you some things resonate with you, some things don't. The things that resonate with you, you're gonna continue to create with them. You know what I mean? Uh, excuse me, I got that stupid thing going. <laughs> I was hoping that was in effect. I was like, "Yo, did our stream just get messed yeah. up?" Or is, or but look, like one of one of my favorite combos with the four four was with the, um I would do shows with a four four and an octa track, and it was just oh, yeah. like amazing mm-hmm. octa track. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mess with a lot. You yeah, dirty that's what's up. Heads. Yeah, the octa track. Yeah, for me, uh, I oh. let it go though. Corey, for, for, for my, uh, I'm going to talk about my setup from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. So yesterday, um, I did a, a, a small beat set on Perfect Circuit's Instagram uh, page, and I used the analog rhythm and the SP404 <laughs> together, and that's like another crazy setup because the pitching causes the analog drum machine to sound even more aggressive from the SP, and that's like a beautiful sound that I've recently discovered just messing around with it as much as possible and uh yeah electron and an sp is a great sound together uh, there's there's something really special about when you take um different sampling engines and you pitch them down and you get you get the grittiness and to to accurate's point there's a time and a place for that dirtiness like yeah, certain definitely. sounds you want to stay clean while you're pitching down that's, this is that's, why we work in 96 and that's you know? why if you actually want to do lo-fi it's low fidelity and then you go for that shitty aliasing but here's the question okay so here's the thing <laughs> to you right what about if let's say percentage wise 65 percent of your beat has these like characterized pitch down artifacted aliasing samples in them right but then the other half of it you've got like clean stuff and you've got yeah. nice mastering and all that so at which point do you cross that threshold to where somebody can say hey steel you're lo-fi i guess so <laughs> you see what I'm, saying? I'm just saying to me i can definitely see how like lo-fi is a vibe like not no, necessarily a, vibe, a yeah. technical mm-hmm. indication you know what I mean? Because low fidelity can also mean to me, like, I can be using a JDXA, which is a $2,000 synthesizer, it's supposed to be super nice, but dude, this the PCM waveforms inside of that thing are lo-fi. Like, they, like when you pitch them, they alias like shit. I but it's a that. really nice analog synthesizer also. So it's like, to me, it's more about the vibe that you use, and are you shooting for the stylistic choices yeah, that yeah, make lo-fi music up? Definitely. Which I, is basically like a, a bastardization of, of Dilla instrumentals, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know? Don't get it twisted. Like if I died tomorrow and somebody made an entire subgenre based off of like some of my earlier works. It'd be called Green. That's amazing. No, it'd be called Drankin. <laughs> Drankin. <laughs> Drankin. It'd be called Single Barrel. Over Spanish and Drankin. <laughs> so, yo, 
hey, I think it's about we right about that at that time where we should be wrapping up. And I want to thank everybody for coming on the show. It's been a good conversation, man, on the real. And uh, we'll see really you right back here us. on this channel yeah. uh, next week. And yo, Phil Drummond, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I think yeah it, uh, thanks for having it's been me. A good conversation. I'm glad you stopped through for more than just five, ten minutes. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Oh yeah, really my good man. to have you. <laughs> Yeah, can I can I do a shameless plug of our, of our our Please GoFi do. SP404 sticker pack? Oh, we got that's some, fire! We got, oh, some, we got some 303 action in there that you'll Ooh, notice. That's fire! I like right? that one. Fire! We got yeah. our own custom. There's only 70 of these custom SP404 stickers for today's future sound. These are all custom stickers. Oh, that that's is great. dope. And if you're a synth head, you might like you know the Korg. You know, Ooh, the, the, the or the or the Johnny Five with the MPC and the. Yo, Duke how do Cold I get them? Yeah, those I'm gonna need those. Twelve hundred beats, beats or SP twelve hundred B machine. Oh, uh, nice. We got the SP twelve hundred like insect jump off, and these are uh, the homies that I met in, in Mexico. I just uh, met them at uh, University of Puebla when I was going to present there, That's and they I, I commissioned them to do you know we commissioned them to do a bunch of uh, so dope custom stickers. Wow. So it's, it's, it's like twenty bucks for fifteen stickers, you know, and they're and they're seven. They're only seventy, you know, of That's each dope. in the world. Got the Juno one here and the Mini Moog, right? That's really nice. So and these are available on your to? website? Yeah, so if you go to todaysfuturesound.bigcartel.com, we got t-shirts, we got, you know, the hat, we got hoodies, we got, you know, all sorts of one-of-a-kind hats and stuff. I'll show you the, the pure sauce is like some of these jump-offs. These are all oh, okay. And it's got our, our dream machine, which is an Ableton push mixed with a turntable mixed with the keyboard and a bite out of it. Beats for lunch. <laughs> That's dope. So, uh, yeah. I just post a link in the chat, too. So hopefully yeah, todaysfuturesound.bigcartel.com. You can also just go to todaysfuturesound.org and click on, like, swag or store or whatever, and it'll I'm take you there. I'm adding that to my cart right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and, you know, it, it helps support the nonprofit, and we're, we're screwed right now because all our – that's a thing to tell everybody i mean you know there's a lot of great organizations out there that, that deal with kids and the schools and bringing arts into the schools it's been decades now that the, the all most of the arts programs and a lot of public schools have been cut so organizations like yours today's future sound and even our brother aaron with afro rack I mean, this is a, a tough time for those kinds of organizations. So as much as we can support, we should go out and support. Yeah. And can, can I just plug one more thing real quick? Um, mm -hmm. We have an article that I'm happy to share with all of you. Just got published in the Journal of Social Work with uh, my dude, Dr. Raphael Travis of Texas State, and Dr. Nice. Alex Crook, University of Melbourne, where it's just the second article that I've co-authored about our therapeutic beat making model. So I'm a licensed clinical mm -hmm. psychologist, um, but I've dedicated myself to using hip hop and beat making as like a culturally responsive mental health intervention. And so we're, we've literally spelled out what you guys know intuitively, what we all know intuitively as hip hop heads and beat makers, how hip hop is therapeutic, how it's educational, but especially with the focus on beat making. So the article is out now. Um, and if anyone wants it, just send a DM, you know, just hit yeah, us. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm sharing the screen of, of this real quick just because um, I'm like a hoodie fanatic. I love good hoodies. And so this is extra large and it's only 50 bucks. Like, <laughs> that's a dope price. Oh, that is dope. It's full color, full yeah. color screen printing. Yeah, that's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, the screen printing is really nice. It's by the folks that do cookies. You know, the, you know, the cookies brand. Yeah. Homie, homie Chris Grunge and, and all them. Do they do the best printing I've ever seen just about? And, you know, Oh, shoot. Here we yeah. go. Hold on.
Where, how, how do we get it? You, we even got... Uh, hold that up again. Hold, oh, hold it up okay, one more time. Okay. okay, so we got... Uh, yeah, there it we is. got the hoodies. And we got these. We got uh, TR-808s. We got... Uh, we're almost sold out of the SP-404s, and they're limited edition of all of them. But we got TR-808s. This is the Dream Machine, Ableton Push, Turntable, TFS logo combo. You're saying you got different hoodies? Oh, I'm, I'm saying, uh, yeah, I have the, the SP-1200 up there. We got the uh, TR-808. Hold tight, and I'll show you. We also have... Oh, I see. I see now. Okay. So. Yeah, and then we got the, uh, you know, the, this is the this is made in South Africa, but uh -huh. one-of-a-kind TFS backpack, you know. Um, we got a, a bunch of the... T the uh, we got a bunch of the SP-404 hats left. Um, let me just... Uh, I'll grab the, the hoodies to show you, but... Uh, and I'm getting a damn yo, yo. and I've been trying to not... <laughs> you try not to get the 404 i've been trying not to just because i buy like way too much gear this is but... the uh this is the sp1200 one we did this was and we and we said oh, it's so fresh if you That's do if you dope. cop any any yeah. of our gear including if you get the sticker pack you get it additional stickers because we have stickers of all well, these. i'm trying we... to find the i'm trying to find the 1200 one on the site because that's the one that i definitely want well here's the 1200 um you can hit me you know offline or you up. Yeah, i'm trying to find it on the site i don't see it on the site. i see the future sound one tr um, I, we might have had to take it off because you're limited on big cartel to a certain number of items yeah. but we have we have an absurd number you know here's the tr808 we even have that's not on the website we got some of these these camo sp404 patch pump you know jump offs oh dope and there, there's only a couple of those left. There it is. I found it. You got to go to sweatshirts, and then you can see it. Okay. Yeah, and just you know, we can, you can you can hit me up or hit up today's feature sound on Instagram or uh, you know Dope. Facebook or whatever. I also shameless plug for the OG logo, but like this is the um, this is one of my favorites. Dope. So Dope. We we got yeah, I got a gazillion freaking different hats here, one of a kind, and all support the nonprofit. Really dope, man. Well, yo, it's Thank been you. good having you on, man, and, and we'll definitely support. And uh, we got to talk again, man. Just consider it's an open invitation to come through and talk with us whenever same, you guys want to hey, share. And the, same, the same to you and the same to everyone here. Like, we, we're doing it how you guys are doing it tonight. Um, you know, I know we're, we're planning to get you on for an official thing next week for B-Boy Tech Report and to plug mm -hmm. this and beat people. But, you know, let's get you guys on, you know, next week as well. We got Armani Cooper from Donut Lounge. Heck, jump on this week. Jump on tonight and, you know, just join the Zoom meeting. Nope. And, uh, we'll, we'll plug it. We'll plug B people. We'll plug all, all the stuff that you guys are doing because that's what we're trying to do is we're also trying to share the other platforms and shows and things that people are doing and make people aware of it, you know? No doubt. Word. Well, appreciate you, bro. You too. And uh, <clears throat> anybody else got anything they want to plug before we out? I'm going to plug something real quick for Fess because he's not a good capitalist. Oh, yeah. Fess's album. <laughs> so, Boom. because, Hell yeah. because I, 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 listen, I'm all about people who are bad capitalists. So, my bad, I'm my bad. One of them. So, I'm going to plug it for him. Check it out. <laughs> Thank you, you go man. to Bandcamp, right? Fest Grandiose. If you can't spell grandiose, go back to school. It's real easy. Festgrandiose.bandcamp.com. And then you can go and check out his different albums. But this is the one, this is the house one he was just. I heard it's about. legit hip house. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I mean, Lo-fi house. Lo-fi house. Yeah. No, hey, it is lo-fi house. It is Chicago house. house is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you, you might even be able to hear a little bit of it right now. Let's hear it. But, um. Yeah, so go go support. I mean, it's six dollars. Are you that? I know it's six dollars. You might be. It's coronavirus time, but I know, but like six man, bucks. Go six support. bucks, bro. Man, flux. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah no doubt. So, I'm I'm about to listen to that. 
Yeah, so I Word, I'm gonna check that say, out today like, too, bro. Easily get to band Bandcamp is such a, like a great way for artists to to actually get paid, yeah. like in a way that makes sense. Because to be honest with you, doing like YouTube doesn't. David oh, Ramirez, I want to send a huge sucks. shout out to. He he put a fifty dollar donation in the chat today. Oh, like man. I don't yeah, think people realize out. like how much work will go into like yeah hip hop and music creation and all, but it's absurd content creation it's in so general too. Compared Ooh. to like if we streamed ourselves playing Minecraft, it would be like a gajillion viewers and you'd actually get paid. But if you talk about lo-fi or you know tight pants fi in Steel's case, you don't get paid the same kind of way. So you know yeah. it's, it's really appreciated when people go out there and support, buy merchandise, that sort of thing. Like yeah, that's the way you really support people. Yeah, and so yo, be sure to go to beatpeople.com to yeah. uh, new sample packs and. Uh, um, you know, you got msx.com, yeah, you know, MSX. .com. yeah. <clears throat> I heard of that group, like, yeah, MSX support, support yeah, follow us, yeah, follow us at msxaudio.com. We got apps on the app store if you need, you know, low fly dirt or fly chase. Uh, wow, I didn't know that was you, man. Damn. You know, so just hit amazing. us up. I got, I already got your apps, bro. Like, the, the oh, awesome. is amazing. And you're awesome. making an instant low fi plugin, yes. There's MSX kits. On oh the yeah. Course yeah. As well. So we've, we've, uh, the, we've produced a lot of the sound design for the forest, for the NPCs, for, Damn. for all native instrument faded reels, all these expansions. That's us, you know? So if you're stuck in the house and you need to make some music, go cop these expansions. And, uh, <laughs> If you need to learn, hit up me, Ken, Corey, yep. you guys. We, we're, we're always down to teach. That's what's up. Fluxwithit.com has a bunch of stuff, too, and shop.fluxwithit.com. I got free sample packs and all kinds of weird stuff. If Flux got free sample packs. I don't do that. I got crap. You got hella free sample packs. That's yeah, dude. Honestly, don't sleep on the sample packs we put up on on the Today's Future Sound SoundCloud because it's like we'll download it. Twenty, yeah. You put it up I, on the SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's high res wave. It's taken from Flack and Wave. I curated stuff from all over the world. Vinyl, Wave, Flack, uh, Ethiopian I've never Jazz, used Rare SoundCloud post. to you to do sample packs. So, are can, can you download files? No, no, no. It, it's it's. I, I basically chucked it all in Ableton. Took uh -huh. the dopest clips of the songs. Some of the songs I let play full out, and some of it I took just breaks from like Russian psych funk or whatever. And then that's for free download. If you go to SoundCloud, just hit the more button and you can download so it. You can download free. it. Dope. Yeah, and we have the past three weeks, you know, I, it's time to give away fire. Like, uh, who knows if, you know, I'm going to Corona vanish or something in yeah. a couple weeks. So I might as well, I'm not, I'm not hoarding samples anymore. I'm giving it out to the world. So. So. And I've been doing that for years anyway. So, I'm already there. So yeah, man. All right. So let's we'll call it one right there. And uh, like I said, it's been a great show. I really enjoyed it today. I'm glad, glad that uh, we all jumped on and had this conversation. And reminder, we're doing a special episode of Beat People Podcast on Wednesday night at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific. And we're going to have ASM, Glenn Darcy, and Dominique out. Uh, is it AU or Dominique and Glenn Darcy? We're going to have them on here, the guys who designed the, the hype. Yes. And and uh, so that's going to be a good conversation. So I technically count. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah. I got to right. sign up. Hope you stay tonight. safe. Peace. Yep. Peace. Thanks so much, man.